All right, welcome back to the live exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela, and I am joined by Daisy Mack of Peasy Heads, Hi. and we are talking about self-preservation. Yes. So the reason why this topic is near and dear to me is because I know that I have had to fight to become who I am mm-hmm. and to remain who I am mm-hmm. because there's everything around me challenges that. Mm-hmm. You know, why do you have to be so like this, or why do you have to be like that, mm-hmm. or you know, it, it, well, I don't think you should do this, mm-hmm. and you know, just a lot of. Feedback. Yeah. <laughs> we'll call it feedback. Feedback. <laughs> and for you to still be present for your daughter. Right. And, you know, and my son. And, and to just son. be able to continue on with, with the things that I do. And mm-hmm. so I know that for a pretty long period of my life, I was... I was diminishing. I was spiraling Mm -hmm. downward and Mm -hmm. I didn't even know it. And, you know, one of the things that we talked about, I I was in Wisconsin this weekend, is how we don't even sometimes realize what state of mind we're in. Mm -hmm. There are so many people hurting every day and Mm -hmm. they don't even realize that this is not normal or healthy. Right. So what would have, how was this topic? been you know impactful for you what is it I mean it's it's so many factors that just chip away at who you are and you really have to fight Mm -hmm. just to be who you are and to preserve your your being your peace of mind I mean your peace of mind is your your God-given right but it's constantly under attack (laughs) you know yeah and so it's a struggle you know you have to be mindful you have to be conscious of it or else before you know it like you said you'll wake up and you're at the bottom and you didn't even realize how, you know, how you got there. Yeah, right. And I think for a lot of us, you know, whether it's career, whether it's being a mom, whether it's, you know, being in school, getting that Ph.D., we we become attached to these things. We become we become these things, mm-hmm. these things. We allow these things to to c- become our identity. Right. And we forget that those aren't that's not our identity. Those are just factors in our lives. Mm-hmm. And so there's that you inside that needs to be nurtured constantly. I mean, despite if you have a husband that you have to nurture or you have a child that you have to nurture, that you inside you needs to be nurtured. And and I think that, you know, especially as black women and probably women in general, men, too, mm-hmm. we have it's very easy for us to prioritize other people's needs right. and neglect our own. We, you know, we're nurturing people. We make sure everyone eats. We yeah. make sure everyone's taken care of. And we're, we're just like, I'm OK. I'm OK. I'm OK. But mm-hmm. are you really OK? Right. Right. And that's the thing. Um, we are we, we tend to be the product of our success you know we 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 wear that as our badge of honor and people mistake that is who we really are you know so god forbid we have a period of time where we just cannot be that success Mm -hmm. you know we cannot live up to that in that Mm -hmm. particular moment in our lives because we all hit really difficult times Mm -hmm. and you know oh my gosh if if she can't maintain Mm -hmm. you know her you know her demeanor and everything during this time what does that say about me yeah you know people begin to internalize that yeah I mean we're all human which Mm -hmm. means nobody is perfect you know and I think that those accomplish accomplishments that we have in our lives those are are great things you know if you are Dr. Pam you know that that's (laughs) awesome she makes me call her Dr. Pam behind the scenes She, she does she No, but I think that's wonderful. But the thing is, if you can't be that Dr. Pam or if you Mm -hmm. can't be that whatever, does that diminish your self-worth? Right. A good example of that was last week I was walking in the neighborhood and Mm -hmm. I had um, some man pull up in a car and follow me and and want to talk to me. And I I expressed that, you know, I'm actually not interested. I'm focused. I'm going to keep going. Uh And he was very persistent. And so he, he, you know, he 
followed me in the car and he said, hey, but I just want to talk to you. I just want to talk to you. And I said, no. He said, well, can I walk with you? And I said, no. And he walked with me anyway. Oh, my God. So suddenly, Stalker. yeah, you know, and, and I'm power walking and he's power walking behind me. You know, I just <laughs> want to know. Oh, yeah. I just want to know, you know, if, if I can make a friend. And, you know, he just. And so uh, suddenly the, the, the strong, confident I I got everything under control. Doctor Pam was gone. It was like, oh my god, I'm I'm. What do I do? I'm terrified. How mm-hmm. do I get this person out of my space? Mm-hmm. And you know, and and so you know, I tried my best not to let him see that. Mm-hmm. But and that may not be the thing for you. For those of you who are watching, listening, you may say, oh, I would have been this and I would have been that. Well, that's you. Mm-hmm. But there's something that everybody has that kind of takes them out of that mm-hmm. spotlight, mm-hmm. you know, profile. Yeah, and and because we're real people right you know and you lose your cool yeah that mask comes off right. and you're like a human yeah and, and it's like <laughs> in that moment or, or you know after that moment i'm thinking oh there's like 10 million things i could have done to you know got you know get this guy out of my space and in the moment i'm just kind of like a deer in headlights what do i do what do i do what uh-huh. do i do you know and so we have our deer in headlight moments mm-hmm. and you know and so i think we have to um be forgiving of ourselves when those things happen yes. um but also this is how this is what tells us okay here's another, another area mm-hmm. that i need to develop and i need to strengthen mm-hmm. you know in my own life mm-hmm. um so I know I'm 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 just talking so no, much. That so makes we a have lot of sense. <laughs> we have the research. We're gonna get into the research. In the interest of science. 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 So according to an article in WebMD, you know, we love WebMD, right? Anytime we have a symptom. Do we now? <laughs> Every time we have a symptom, we're like, okay, I have a bump. What is this bump? Forget going to the doctor. Yeah, you just go to the I know, we're so bad sometimes. Um, but they have an article that um, is focusing on 10 health problems related to stress that you can fix. So these are health okay. problems that are exasperated by stress that you can actually fix okay. yourself. Um, well, if it doesn't get too bad. Okay. The first one's heart disease. I'm like, well, you can't, you're not going <laughs> to do surgery on yourself. But there's an app for that. There's, a, there's an app for curing heart disease. No, but, but what it's saying is that um, researchers have long suspected that the stressed out type A personality has a higher risk of blood, blood pressure and heart problems. Mm. So, in other words, calm down. Take it easy. Breathe. Breathe. It's not, you know, it's not what's happening to you. It's how you respond to it. Exactly. Exactly. So, you can be type A. Mm-hmm. You can be type A and you can be very meticulous and on time all the time. And But don't get mad at people like me. That raises your blood pressure. Right. Exactly. <laughs> She will raise your blood pressure, too. (laughs) So when people like me come into your life, type A personalities, I'm going to need you to just learn how to... Yes. It's not personal. Just breathe. She's not doing this to rebel against me. <laughs> she is just being who she is. Yes. Her Respond. Self. Don't react. <laughs> Wait a minute. You think about me. <laughs> no, I'm talking about me. Where'd you get you from? Because you said artsy. I'm the only artsy, I'm artsy one in the I'm world. A writer. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm the artsy one. <laughs> 
heart disease is the first one. Um, so stress can directly increase heart rate and blood flow and releases and causes the release of cholesterol and triglycerides into the bloodstream. So it's also possible that stress is related to other problems, but um, heart disease is definitely one of them. So this is one. I'm going to be giving you the rest of them throughout the course of the show. So if you want to know, stay tuned, and we'll be right back on the Live Exchange. <laughs> All right, welcome back to the Live Exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela, and I and we are talking about self-preservation. And I'm joined here by, uh, I was going to say Ruby. Ruby's watching. <laughs> hey, Ruby. Ruby is watching here on the Sensation Station Network. Yes, yes. Um, but I, I'm actually here with Daisy. Hi. <laughs> and so um, we are talking about self-preservation. And um, one of the things that we just looked at um, is from a WebMD article 10 health problems that are related to stress that you can fix. I'm going to be giving you these health problems. All I'm not going to give you a health problem, but I'm going to <laughs> give, tell you no, what these health you. problems are throughout the course of the show. And I'll just give you number two, and then we'll, we'll move on to, to um, some other things. But the, the, second, the first one was heart disease. The second one, believe it or not, is asthma. So there's a lot of studies really? that show that, yes, that hmm. stress can worsen asthma. And I can see that because stress can um, trigger anxiety. And your breathing. Yes. And so with anxiety, it's mm-hmm. just, you know, faster breathing, higher mm-hmm. heart rate. So mm-hmm. I can see how that's connected. Um, some evidence suggests that a parent's chronic stress might even increase the risk of developing asthma in their children. Yes. What? So chronic stress in parents can actually um, increase the risk of developing asthma in children. So talk about transferability. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, One study looked at how parental stress affected the asthma rates of young children who were also exposed to air pollution or whose mothers smoked during pregnancy. So those three things, it's kind of like the perfect storm Mm -hmm. coming together. Um, The kids with stressed out parents had a substantially, oh, actually, I I read that wrong. So the kids with stressed out parents had a substantially higher risk of developing asthma than those who were exposed to air pollution or smoking. Wow. Did you guys hear that? So stress is more toxic to your children than pollution. And smoking. And smoking. (laughs) We talk about, we have entire non-smoking campaigns, right? Right. We have entire let's recycle, reduce, reuse, clean the air campaigns. Yes. I think it's time for a stress reduction campaign. campaign. Yes. I want to be a part of that campaign. Yes. I think... Man, I, I mean, that's pretty serious. That's And huge. I don't think we realize. No, I don't. And I think, you know, one of the main things that you really have to do is just care, you know, just to bring awareness to your to yourself and to, you know, your presence that, hey, you know what? This is important. Right. We Like you said, you won't sit in a room full of smoke right. and inhale it, but you'll sit there and let yourself get stressed out and mm-hmm. not even be aware that there's even a problem there. Right. And then if we consider it that from a parenthood experience, um, perspective, we're not going to sit a child in a room that's full of smoke, but we will sit them in our houses full of our stress and our stuff and our baggage. Yes. And, and that is, I mean, I, and you, if you think about it, a child is at your mercy. I mean, the, you are their whole mm-hmm. world. You are the person that is setting the tone mm-hmm. for their life. And so, you know, it, they are very vulnerable and susceptible to whatever you're putting out there to them. Yes. So it's, 
That's huge. I yeah. hope you guys are paying attention. Yeah, that, that's that is huge. Pretty major. Um, so one of the things that um, you've talked about in the past is the, the kind of self esteem and how that's related to mm-hmm. um, to hair, mm-hmm. and you know, and so what's the relationship between the way you view yourself and perceive yourself? Because people who go through lock journeys, for mm-hmm. example, mm-hmm. they're like, I don't want to go through the u- ugly phase, you mm-hmm. know, and and so they are really concern about self yeah i mean you you internalize it and i you know i try not to make it about race but a lot of times as a black woman who you are naturally is just not acceptable Mm. to the mainstream society or the mainstream ideas of what beauty is so wait let me stop you right there so so who you are Mm -hmm. in all of your fullness realness naturalness beauty and beauty Mm -hmm. is not accepted by the larger society. So yeah. that alone, that's okay. that yeah. alone is stressful. Yeah. That, that, that almost gives you a preconceived notion. Even if you feel good about yourself, it's, yeah. it's, it's inflicting, it's inflicted upon you that you're not, you're constantly aware. Yeah. So I just feel like, you know what you said about going natural or growing locks. That's a great example because I think that's like a rites of passage for a black woman mm. because you feel like I'm about to go through the ugly phase, but I'm going to do it anyway. And right. then when you do it, you realize it's not it's an not ugly, ugly phase. I loved that phase. Yes, yes I yeah. did. Wow, I was very creative though, so I, I did a lot of stuff and yes. curly, and but the yeah. fullness of my locks allowed me to do so much more to it than I can even do now. Mm-hmm. I can't even do now some of the things I did in what people are calling the ugly face, right? You know, and so. you're beautiful. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. So, <laughs> say that again. No, you're I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back on the live Welcome back to the live exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela, and we're talking about self preservation. So, right before the break, um, you know, we have Daisy here from PZ Heads, Hi. and um, she does natural hair. So, um, I was asking her about that natural hair journey and self esteem, mm-hmm. and just kind of how all that ties together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like we were saying before the break, you know, I, I see going natural or growing locks as a, a rites of passage for Black women yeah. because we're taught, we're brainwashed into thinking, you know, that the kinky hair is not okay, nappy hair is ugly. Got to have those edges laid down. You need to have it pressed out. My grandmother, you know, was always in my ear about it. And I mean, I think we all have been through that. So when you make that decision to go natural, you're going up against all generations and generations of what's considered wrong with our beauty. Hmm. So you come face to face with that. And in that journey, you you come face to face with yourself and then you learn that what beauty really is, is not what's in the magazine. Right. I mean, it it is what's in the magazine, but it's not limited it's not that. to that. I mean, yeah. you know, the European standards of you're beautiful white women, they're beautiful Asian women, they're beautiful Indian women, they're lovely, gorgeous, just outstandingly beautiful mm-hmm. black women, Absolutely. you know, yes. and I think that we're starting to see that now. And I feel like, you know, the natural hair journey is a big part of that. So when you come face to face with yourself in the raw, without the relaxer, without the, you know, the makeup. Uh, without all the extras mm-hmm. and you're forced to see yourself and you're forced to accept yourself and you fall in love with yourself yeah. in your raw natural beauty and I just think it's such an empowering thing and then you start to feel like you know as you go throughout your life and you have an important meeting you have to do this you know you want to put on makeup but if you can't get around to the makeup mm-hmm. you still feel beautiful right you see those people who can't leave the house unless their face is beat down uh-huh. I mean I like wearing 
and makeup don't get me wrong but I don't wear it every day yeah. and I feel beautiful even when I don't wear it so I feel like you know that's just all a part of relieving yourself of having to worry about you know what people think and it's right. it's very empowering right yeah and I, I've seen um, you know the varying levels of um, empowerment that it's happened you know people you know uh, struggling with weight and and kind of coming to realize that I'm healthy and Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, not that I don't want to get a certain size, but I'm not going to beat myself up and I'm not going Mm -hmm. to diminish the way I view myself, Mm -hmm. you know, because of that or, you know, different hair textures. I know some people, you know, have to wear makeup because there's certain skin, you know, conditions and challenges that they may Mm -hmm. face, Mm -hmm. but there's still a, a room for being able to find beauty even within, mm-hmm. you know, those, you know, circumstances. Yes, absolutely. You know? So absolutely. Yeah. So I don't know. I just, I know, I know people have a wide variety of, um, of journeys. And so one thing that I try to come away from is the one standard of how you have to define beauty for yourself, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because even though we have the whole overarching you know, European standard of beauty, mm-hmm. even within the black community, we we have tips about yes. what's beautiful, you know, the straight hair versus the yes. kinky hair. Absolutely. Yeah. Light skin versus dark skin, yes. all of that stuff. And that, I just think it's sad because there's no one defining factor. I think that yeah. beauty is beauty and we all have it. Right. You know, It comes from within. I know that sounds cliche and corny. But it really does. It It comes from within and it's what you are able to exude. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and when you have that confidence, it goes a long way. Oh yeah. You know, when you're like, yeah, I'm where I remember when I went natural, it was in the nineties. It was before it was cool. It was Mm -hmm. before YouTube, before Facebook. I mean, of course I'm, I'm only 21, so (laughs) I don't know how that's possible, (laughs) but, (laughs) but no, really, you know, when I did it, it it wasn't a fad. Mm-hmm. You know, there weren't natural hair shops like Peasy Heads <laughs> and there weren't natural hair products like Daisy's Garden. Yep. <laughs> but, you know, I did it because I knew that it was a part of of healing. Yeah. You know, it was a part of transforming those old ideals mm-hmm. that, that we that have been instilled as genetically instilled right. in us. And so I made that decision. You know what? I'm not relaxing my hair anymore. And nobody supported me. No, <laughs> there were no support groups, no natural hair yeah, chat rooms. Right. And, you know, my high <laughs> school counselor was like what are you doing you're yeah. never going to get a job but I knew that I had to embrace who I was this is what God gave me mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know by me relaxing my hair it's like saying oh God made a mistake here right you know and mm-hmm. so I just decided I'm I'm I see the beauty in this and I am determined to make the world see the beauty I in this that. and that was that was empowering it was that. I love that you know and I I did I think I went natural in 2000 and um you know all that stuff wasn't there either my my I used to I kept perms regularly uh-huh. and weaves because I did not like the thin- thinness of my natural, mm-hmm. of my own hair, my mm-hmm. permed hair. It was so <laughs> thin, you know, and I thought I got to have extra hair in here to boost it up so I can have a big, thick bob, you right. know, <laughs> couldn't get a thick bob without the weave. So I was addicted and it was like every cycle. And then when I would take it out to wash it and redo it. I was like, ew, my hair is so thin. Mm -hmm. I just got accustomed to that. Mm -hmm. And I got sick of it one day. I literally just got sick of it. I was like, when can I, when I'm not wearing a weave, I'm wearing braids. So when can I actually just appreciate my natural Mm -hmm. hair? And I went to the salon where I usually get um, a weave. Mm -hmm. And I asked her, you know, I want, I've been growing out my natural hair. I only had like an inch, (laughs) if that. I don't even think I had a full (laughs) inch. I mean, my hair was so small. I mean, you could see the scalp. I mean, it was thin. I mean, it was short. Uh Um, And uh, 
but before she cut it, I asked, you know, can you just cut off all the straight hair? Oh, the woman was so mad. Oh, of she course was she so was. mad at me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And she just kind of said, whatever. So go ahead and go to the back. That's where my barber's at. And she just wouldn't even look at me. Cut my hair off. And I don't know anybody. And my friends were nice. But I could tell they were like, what in the world It's a form of shaming. Do? What did she do? It's like you're being shamed for going natural yeah. by your friends yeah. and your family. Yeah. I mean, and I'm grateful that they tried to be nice. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was it was a journey. It was a journey. So um, anyway, we'll be right back on Live Exchange. Keeping your balance with Dr. Pamela. All right, so this week's Balance Challenge is brought to you by BBLA Cosmetics. Breathe Beauty LA. They're the ones who are responsible for this look on my face today. And she looks good. This is my favorite. I think this is my favorite look that they've done so far. Um, and so BBLA, they do a whole host of things from lashes to skincare to treatments and all kinds of stuff. So check them out. Um, they're BBLA um, at the breathebeautyla.com. Um, and this is also brought to you by Red Door Consulting. The president is Tarshish Jordan, and she will help get your business together, your imaging your branding all of that check them out um and visit them at reddoorconsulting8.com so this week's balance challenge is to eliminate something this week so i don't know about you but i got a lot going on (laughs) (laughs) and and for me um in order to really focus in on the things that are important and the things that i'm actually put on this earth to do i have to get rid of the the extra clutter Mm -hmm. that really doesn't lead me or take me into the direction of my um purpose and what i'm supposed to be doing so for me, I, you know, if I were to eliminate something this week, I would probably, you know, maybe cut down some of the random social media time. Mm-hmm. You know, I was laying in bed last night and I'm like, why am I doing this? <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> just let my brain melt and my eyes go bad because I'm just got to sit on social media. Yeah, in the matrix. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's just crazy. So my challenge to you is to eliminate something this week. Come up with something that really isn't adding to who you are. As my friend Damian says, and I think he may be listening right now, but if it's not an addition, it's a subtraction. So find something that is not an addition to your life, something that's not adding to what you are supposed to be doing. Eliminate it. I love Just it. see what it's like. Go on a diet from that thing. I love it. And see what it's like and how that enhances you and how you may be able to replace that with something more purposeful. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, and so we're going to break. <laughs> that is your challenge from this week. <laughs> Welcome back to the Live Exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela. I'm joined by Daisy Mack of PZ Heads and of um, Daisy Garden. Garden. You got it. <laughs> I was going to say Daisy's hair products. Daisy's, Daisy's Garden. Garden. Tell us about Daisy's Garden. Daisy's Garden is a wonderful line of all natural homemade products that we use on our hair and our body. 
And my mom and I started the company together. Well, really what happened was I opened my salon and was doing natural hair and couldn't find products that were good for locks, that were really good mm-hmm. for locks. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff on the shelf, you know, that claims that it's for locks, but mm-hmm. it leaves a residue yeah. or it's not natural or it's just, you know, <laughs> it dries out your scalp. Yeah. And so really, literally out of need, you know, we came up with the products. My mom, she was mixing. She's good with home remedies. That's her thing. And she's a gourmet chef. Okay. So I guess she took those two wow. and she put them together and she she made this stuff. And she was like, I made this for your, you know, your shop. And I'm wow. like, I was looking at her sideways. So <laughs> like, girl, I ain't about to use that on my clients. <laughs> and so one day, you know, a couple days I asked my clients if they would mind if I used it. And they fell in love with it. I yes. mean, they just really went crazy over it. So we started using it in the salon. And of course, people wanted to buy it. Right. So we started selling it. And then love so it. now it's just snowballing into this whole thing. The lemon buttercream is what it's everybody yummy. loves the most. Yummy. It is yummy. It's delicious. They <laughs> call it, it hair crack. <laughs> yeah, yeah you do want to eat it. It has that lemongrass <laughs> in or whatever. You use it on your hair. Use it on your body. Yeah. You know, it's, it has tea tree oil in it. So if you have a cut or a burn, it's mm-hmm. great for that. But most importantly, it's really super duper hydrating for your hair, your scalp, and it's great for locks as well. So yeah. it is the one product that I will put in my hair, in my mm-hmm. locks, because I am I don't like I just I maybe an oil and uh-huh. that's it. Like right. I do not put anything in my locks because I'm I'm so worried about you. the residue and that it can that can build up. So so that the Daisy's Garden products is the, and I'm not just saying this like it's really the only product Thank that you. I will <laughs> put in my hair other than you know just washing it. So uh-huh. yeah. So um, one of the things that you had mentioned. Well, we had uh, earlier we were talking about makeup and I was saying you know there's some people who just you know they have conditions in which you know mm-hmm. they really feel more comfortable going out in the world with makeup on because mm-hmm. rather than getting questions and stares. Um, but do you have a similar challenge with some clients who may have balding and yes. that kind of thing? How do you work with clients Yes, like I that? do. I have lots of clients that have balding, thinning, bald spots, things like that. And, you know, and it's huge. And, you know, these women are really beautiful mm-hmm. women. Some of them are really glamorous and into their looks. And for them to have, you know, like bald spots, that that's a huge, you know, chip at away at right. their self-confidence. So that's something that I really enjoy doing. I really take pride in doing it. Um, and there's several different techniques that I have to help with what I call hair restoration. Mm -hmm. for natural hair Um, if someone has locks and they have like a thin area on the top I literally make these tracks with locks on them Mm -hmm. and connect it to the healthy part of their hair so it actually covers the thinning area with natural looking locks Mm -hmm. blends with the hair and it doesn't cause further damage and it really does blend it yeah Yeah. it blends beautifully you guys um you know definitely check out my website I'm going to be posting some pictures I'm I'm working on a page just for the restoration um, services but it's amazing and then if a person has twists or braids or whatever, I have a, a host of different techniques that I can use mm-hmm. to cover those thinning areas. Sometimes I can do it with their natural hair without even adding any hair. Wow. And other times we'll add hair. But the most important thing is that whatever I do, I do it in a way where it doesn't cause further damage. It's just masking the area. Mm-hmm. And then you can feel beautiful. You can feel confident. Right. And, you know, not worry. Now, if there's a case where we can get the hair to grow back, that's, you know, that's definitely 
definitely mm-hmm. going to be the priority, making sure that the hair is healthy and that we can get, you know, get it. But sometimes it's hereditary yeah. or certain conditions or medication, and it may be something that just products alone can't address. Right. So what would you say or have you said, because I'm sure you have said something to mm-hmm. somebody who's really struggling with their self-image. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you mentioned earlier looking at them in the mirror mm-hmm. and, and embracing the beauty of who mm-hmm. you are. Somebody who's struggling with that, mm-hmm. maybe for that reason or for some other reason, what what would you say to them? I, well, first of all, I think that hair and makeup definitely help. You know, a makeover is always good. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm more concerned about what's going on underneath. Yeah. I, I think a make under mm, is more in order. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like you need to feel good on the inside Mm -hmm. and you know that may mean you know health wise taking better care of yourself or that might mean you know mentally getting your mind right and 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 really coaching yourself through I am beautiful I am strong you know saying those affirmations but I feel like like you said earlier it may sound cliche but really the beauty does come from within Mm -hmm. I mean I've seen women who have the bald spots and or their hair is just completely gone and they don't they choose not to wear a wig Mm -hmm. and they choose not to cut up and they put on their makeup and they go out just like they are and right. I am amazed at those women yeah. and that is what I'm talking about so you have to start within once you feel good and that that beauty can radiate from you know from within you mm-hmm. then that's the first step wow. then we can put a little makeup on a little hair yeah. and then you have that whole total package but you need to feel good about who you are and that's that the most first. important thing yeah yes. yeah that's really good that's really good and people need to hear that because um, you know we, we are in an overly glamorized mm-hmm. society. I mean, heck, look. I mean, you're saying mm-hmm. I got makeup on. Right. I do too. You know? A little bit. Just we- a little lipstick, you know. <laughs> You know, so we are in a society where, you know, people are like, oh, you know, fix up, fix up, fix up. Uh Selfie, selfie, selfie. Like, I am so glad I didn't go to high school in this era. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Or middle school. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? No. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. The pressure. It's like they come into the world selfie ready. Yes. The babies are like. Yes. Yes. And they have been (laughs) glamorized from the moment that they were born. Heck, from the birth experience. You know, you got everything being videoed. Yes. And I'm willing to bet if we did an analysis, here's the researcher in me talking, but if we did an analysis <laughs> of all the photographs that were taken in the 70s uh-huh. and all the photographs that were taken like this year, uh-huh. um, they, they're going to be much more glamorous yes. looking because they're doctored up, they're yes. fixed, we've got makeup on more so than we would have had in the 70s. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is just, it, you know, it, it might scare the people in the 70s. It probably would. If they saw. <laughs> it scares me. <laughs> <laughs> like, are those real people or are those robots in the future? <laughs> so I don't know. I just that's kind of um but yeah, so anyway, that's that's um I, I just think it's really important and I knew that you'd be able to really give some great advice to, to people who struggle yes. with, you know with the internal part of loving themselves. Um so we have we're gonna get into uh love letters. Love notes with, with Dr. Dr. Pamela. I mean, love notes. <laughs> okay, so this love note comes from Ernest. Um, Ernest is saying, Dear Dr. Pamela, I am worried about my wife. She is a savior to everyone in our life. I am seeing how it is impacting her because she's always tired and doesn't really take time to enjoy life. After she puts out one fire for a member of her family, there is always something else that comes up. It is really impacting our household and our relationship. What can I do to help if she's always saying that she's fine when I know that she is not? Mm. Mm. Denial. Mm. That's a good one. 
And that's like key. What can I do to help if she's always saying that she's fine when I know that she mm-hmm. is not? And, and we probably, all do that. Yeah. And he probably knows her better than anybody uh-huh. else. So he mm-hmm. knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if he does, if what you're saying is true, then that means that he has to kind of use his intuitive self Mm -hmm. to figure out, you know, how do I address her, her needs? What do I do? I mean, for some women, a spa day, you know, it's good Mm -hmm. for other women. It's something different. You know, he has to try to figure out what that thing is. Right. What is it for her that that she cannot refuse? Mm -hmm. You know, that she Mm -hmm. is just like, oh, my Mm -hmm. gosh, I can't believe he did this. Yeah. Um, I I have a, a mental that I follow on Facebook and you know her she's amazing mm-hmm. and um, she posted that she came home from a really exhausting day the other day mm-hmm. and her husband as soon as she walked in the house and he one look on her face he said okay drop everything we're going out Aww. and you know he took he her knew. out to dinner yes and, and chose a restaurant that was quiet and peaceful and on top of that allowed her to just talk about everything she needed to let out about the day just listen. Just listened to her. Oh. Didn't try to fix everything unless she asked for mm-hmm. it. But just listened to her and allowed her to process because for her, the way her mind works, mm-hmm. like me too, is being able to process something really just um, releases mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's true. She has a good guy. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And sometimes the solution is simple. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just you just need to vent or you just need to process or you just need to get it off your chest. That's great. Right. I love that. And sometimes we have to step outside of ourselves like he did uh-huh. to be willing to see that instead of taking things personal. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I didn't do anything to you today. Right. You know, why are you acting like that? I haven't seen you all day. You know, <laughs> or trying to fix it. Right. Which men are, you know, yeah. they love to fix things. Right. Or <laughs> why? Why don't you just do this? It's just piece of cake. And you know what? Yeah. And I kept it's not even just men because I have some girlfriends and be like, all you have to do is this X Y Z, bam, it's done. Okay, so next topic. And I'm like, I didn't get to process it. I need to process. It. Right. <laughs> so yeah, you know, so Ernest, um, I I agree with Daisy. Just you know, if you can find out what it is about your wife, and you probably know, um, that that just brings her at peace. And, and create that for her. Just create that space for mm-hmm. her so that she steps into it and doesn't even realize it until she's into it. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. What did you just do? Oh, you know, that's awesome. Yeah. I love it. So, um, and so if you can try to create those experiences, and maybe that will open the door for some conversation about mm-hmm. really how can we... What the problem really yeah, is. exactly. Because yeah. there's always a root mm-hmm. to the, the excessive running around. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes it has to do with acceptance. And I feel like if I don't do this for people, they're not going to accept me or mm-hmm. I'm failing them somehow. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think it's important to get to that root. Yeah, or I can't be that superwoman, which even, you know, superwomen still need time to be just, you know, an yeah. everyday person and... They can't meet all the needs all the time. And it's okay. And they shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. They shouldn't because people have to be able to resolve their own problems yes. at some point. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, stay with us. Uh, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the live exchange. We are at the top of the second hour. Wow, we have we've, we've had so much 
great conversation so yes. far. So those of you who are engaged and are watching, give us a call or you can text your comments, questions, advice, 678-613-5857. We just had a letter from Ernest who was wondering how to kind of bring the bring his wife back to a place of peace because she's all over trying to help everybody else. If you guys have advice for Ernest, um, definitely contact us and let us know. Um, give us a call. Again, the number is 678-613-5857. Um, and so we are talking about self-preservation, and I'm joined here by the owner of Peasy Heads and Daisy Garden, Hi. the co- the company that's behind the yummy lemon butter cream. Yeah, that's us. <laughs> Please don't eat the lemon butter cream. <laughs> 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 to make sure I say that because I don't know. Um, but it does smell so, so good. Yes. So one of the things that I um, mentioned earlier in uh, the first research segment was the, you know, 10 um, diseases, ailments that um, we can actually do something about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the first two um, was heart disease and um, asthma. Mm-hmm. Some really disturbing information about That's asthma, crazy. about how that can even be more deadly than smoking for children, um, than being exposed to smoking or pollution. Secondhand stress. Yeah. Stress, <laughs> yes. From their parents can have more of an impact on them um, having asthma. Wow. So the other, um, the, the next one is diabetes. So stress can worsen diabetes in two ways. Um, first, it increases the likelihood of bad behaviors. So you're probably going to drink more. Hmm. <laughs> you're probably going to have more candy bars, more sodas, whatever, because a lot of people go to sugar yeah. to reduce stress. Um, and, and that's exactly what it says here. And then second, stress seems to raise glucose levels of people with type 2 diabetes directly. So it's a direct reason why stress goes up wow. goes, or the, uh, I'm sorry why um, the levels go up glucose levels go up so yes stop stressing yeah stop don't stressing. stress it's bad for you <laughs> it's really bad um, and then the, <laughs> this, the next one I'll just give you two right now and I'll give you the rest later um, it, uh, is headaches headaches um, oh, yeah. are caused by stress stress is considered one of the most common triggers um, for headaches not just tension headaches but migraines as well so, um, wow. So we have eliminated four diseases already on the show mm-hmm. just by reducing stress. Mm-hmm. So that's heart disease, asthma, diabetes, and headaches. So if you, um, if this is in your family, if you are um, somebody who has experienced any of these things, mm-hmm. find ways to reduce your stress. And my balance challenge this week was eliminate. eliminate something. So if you need to eliminate something that will reduce your stress do that yes yes I love it that's a great balance challenge and you guys I know that what you're doing in your life is important yes I mean of course you know your job is important taking care of you know the needs of your family these things are very important Mm -hmm. but don't find yourself laying in a hospital bed don't find yourself laying in a hospital bed and realizing at that moment that your health was really what was important right and there was something you could have done about it yes (sighs) You know, yes. that's yeah. Um, so so uh, do you have something that you were going to eliminate? I know I'm asking you totally on the spot. Um, no, because <laughs> when you were doing it, I appreciate it because it's forcing me to think of it because I was trying to think like, what can I eliminate? Because it's so much on my plate right now. Yeah. Right. I know I definitely want to add a bottle of wine. OK, <laughs> but <laughs> I think the thing that I need to eliminate right now is probably eating out. 
Oh, God. Um, that's another one that's bad for me. Yes, because, you know, <laughs> just being busy, trying to get the shop open and trying to do all this. My task list is endless. Mm-hmm. You know, I wake up in the morning and I'm going, 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 going. And there's no time to cook. I haven't cooked in I don't know how long. Yeah. So I would like to eliminate eating out and replace that with some meal prepping Mm -hmm. and um you know and i think that will help lower my stress in a lot of ways number one it's gonna help me to be more healthy and number two it's gonna erase that question of what am i gonna eat right i gotta rush and go here and eat you know all i have to do is just reach in the refrigerator get Mm -hmm. what i have prepared and warm it up and eat yeah i mean that's great and it does take planning and meal prep to be Mm -hmm. able to do that so you you know you do have to be very intentional about i'm gonna do this i'm gonna make this happen yeah. Okay. So that's a good point because I know some people are like, yeah, right. I'm not going to do that. But, you know, when we opened, we talked about the fact that, you know, your peace of mind is your right, but you have to fight for it. Yes. It's not going <laughs> to just be there. You know, you have to fight for it. And so if that means going the extra mile for you, then do it. Yeah. I mean, we go the extra mile for a lot of other things that oh, are absolutely. extremely insignificant. You know, so why not take that time and meal prep and make sure that you're okay? Right. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Talk about things that we go extra mile for. They're insignificant. I mean, I think about people who are chasing after love that doesn't love them back. Oh, my goodness. You know, trying to hold on to unhealthy relationships and all that energy expended. So don't tell me you don't have the will to do something that's going to be good for you because people got the will to do things that are bad for them (laughs) all the time. Yes. So change that. Switch it up. Switch it up. You know, redistribute that energy somewhere else. Prioritize you. Yes. All right. We'll be right back. All right, trending topics. I'm writing one down right now because it just popped in my head. So I got to be... <laughs> I gotta make sure I don't forget this one. But um, what's trending? So you know, sports. Yeah, I love sports, and so and I love the way that that athletes are taking um, taking a stand against injustices, as they always have. Yes. You know, throughout um, history. And so what um, is going on now is the NBA. So. Um, Basically, um, Stephen A's comments about J.R. Smith, they've been going back and forth. And basically, um, Smith said, Stephen A. Smith, said that players wearing hoodies would remind whites of Trayvon Martin and that this would scare them or make them uncomfortable. Wow. And so, so yeah, so they've been kind of going, uh, J.R. Smith and, and Stephen A. Smith have been going back and forth because his thought is, well, no, they shouldn't wear... They shouldn't wear the hoodies because it was, you know, scare them. Um, and so now the let me see what, what does it say what the hoodies were? It doesn't say what the hoodies not in this particular blurb. Um, but should they wear hoodies or should this whole ordeal be, you know, has this been taken out of proportion? Why are they afraid of Trayvon Martin? He was the victim. They're not afraid of him. They're afraid that um, it would remind whites of that whole. Oh. This is what Stephen A. Smith is saying now. It would this remind them of no that sense. whole movement and, and yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's very interesting. So there's been like kind of a Twitter war going on over this whole topic. What do you guys think? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know about that one. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think they should wear the, hood, wear the hoodies, take a stand. I think that we need to stop being so um, afraid to wear what we want to wear, um, mm-hmm. and that we need to. We, uh, to me, it makes a statement. It's it's a way of taking a stand. Mm-hmm. Heck, maybe let it be a reminder of Trayvon Martin. Mm-hmm. We need a reminder mm-hmm. of Trayvon Martin. So if that's what it yes. does, then so be it. Yes, you know. Um, the other one is Papa John's CEO and founder. I don't know if you heard of this one. Um, John Schnatter blames the NFL protest for poor sales of his pizzas. <laughs> yes, those dang protesters. Y'all messing with his messing money. Messing up his pizza. The company, which is a sponsor and advertiser in the NFL, said customers have a negative view of the chain's association with the NFL. Um, the company also cut its earnings growth um, expectations for the year, and Papa, Papa John's fell at about uh, 10%. So, yeah. So he's he's mad. He's mad. He'll be okay. <laughs> and then the last one, I don't know. Well, it's this. Um, it's not the last one, but um, in NaNoWriMo, for those of you who are writers, NaNoWriMo stands for National Novel Writing Month. This is the book. Ooh. This is the month in which I, I, you know, every month all around the world, even though it says national, all around the world, writers band together and commit to writing a novel. Really? Yes. So starting November 1st and ending November 30th, I spending a certain amount of time every day, even if it's five minutes a day, whatever you've committed oh, this is to good. spend a certain amount of time every single day writing. And you have an ultimate word count goal by the end of the month. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the idea is to try to achieve that. Now, there are groups all over the country, all over the web for, you know, to motivate and encourage Accountability. each other. Yes, okay. exactly. Um, and that is actually how I wrote this book on a NaNoWriMo month. I wrote the really? yes, I wrote it um, the first draft of the entire book in a month during NaNoWriMo. And so um, I probably won't be um, doing a full book this time, but I do have some writing goals to at least write every day okay. for, for NaNoWriMo. So I encourage you, if you are writers, to jump in and, and, and do something, even if you don't plan on writing a novel, if it's a self-help book, or you just want to get into the regular rhythm of writing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a really great thing to jump into. So find that hashtag, NaNoWriMo. It's N A N O. W-R-I-M-O. So it's N-A-N-O-W-R-I-M-O, National Novel Writing Month. Awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But the other, the last thing I wanted to bring up was um, Wendy Williams. Oh, yeah. What was that about? I don't know. But there's, you know, so apparently for those of you who haven't heard, um, she was on the show live and she fainted. And she um, was in the middle of saying something she suddenly her eyes got big it was almost like this panic that happened and then she just fell and that was interesting and it was like it didn't look like she just fainted it looked like something she was fighting something yeah like she saw something or she was fighting something there was a yeah like she knew something was coming yeah you know the way and i i don't you know, I'm no medical professional, but I just, it didn't, you know, a lot of people, she, she came back on the air, I should add this, she came back on the air and said, you guys, that was real, I actually, um, it was heat exhaustion from this costume, and, I, you know, if it was me, like somebody I saw posted said, if it was me, he 
had exhausted that costume. That costume's coming off. She still had the costume she, on. She still had it on. And um, no, that would have come off. <laughs> she yes, would have been done for At the least day. the wig and the hat. Yeah, it's pretty. And it's beautiful. I mean, it's gorgeous. It's, I've never seen a Statue of Liberty quite like that. It's gorgeous. But um, I, I just don't think it was heat exhaustion, though. I mean, just from the looks of it. I mean, to me, it looked like a mini stroke. Mm-hmm. Because, um, you know, she's... It just, I don't know. There was just something about it that did not look like a simple case of heat exhaustion. I hope that she really is going to get checked out. Because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't I, she doesn't strike me as somebody who actually takes care of herself. Yeah, she doesn't. I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. She does not strike me as a person who takes care of herself. She doesn't look like it, especially when they showed the picture of her on the beach. It just She just yeah. didn't look healthy no no not at all and so um you know and i know that there's age has a lot to do with body parts not being able to stand up and things like that but it was beyond (laughs) that it was (laughs) it was beyond that there was just something that didn't look healthy and so i um i don't know i I just i i can't accept that it was just heat exhaustion i you know seizure something neurological seemed to be going on there and you have to wonder you know because i i when wendy williams not to dog her out or anything but she strikes me as a person who can be sort of shallow, mm-hmm. um, superficial. And she's one of those people that, like, if you go on her show, you know your hair better be done. Your face better. you oh, your, Even your you. shoes have to be right because she has a little shoe cam. She does. Right? She does. <laughs> so, you know, it kind of goes back to our original topic of self-preservation. You mm-hmm. know, she's, you know, put well put together. But what's going on underneath? She's covering a lot of stuff up. Yes. Um, and so Ginger Gibson is watching. Hey, hey Ginger. Ginger. She's saying, um, she, I'm looking good, ladies. Thanks. Um, she said she agrees um, that that looked crazier than a simple heat exhaustion yes. episode. Um, and then Jay Hurt. Um, the league allowed, allowed Nike um, to add the hoodies this season. Yay. If the league had a problem, they wouldn't have allowed it. So Stephen A. says Junior was pouting for being benched by wearing the hoodie. Um, <laughs> I don't understand his point of view is what Jay is saying. So thanks for checking us out, Jay and Ginger. We'll be right back. See you soon. Exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela. Daisy and I are talking about an anti-bra campaign. Yes. Like, we hate bras. I hate bras. Just wanna, say like, no, ladies. take it off. Like, I hate it. Bra burning. Oh, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're talking about self-preservation and um, just how to better take care of yourselves. Um, there's there's a kind of a, an idea that I've... So for me, when I think about what our purpose is and why we're here, I have to paint a picture and I have to create analogies so that I can better, you know, kind Mm -hmm. of make sense of what our purpose is. And so this is what I came up with. (laughs) And it's in my book, but I talk about the the purpose of the earth, of nature. Mm -hmm. Um, The purpose of the earth is to basically preserve itself Mm -hmm. and to nurture the life that lives in it. Otherwise, what's the point mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> of the earth? So the earth has four elements, you know, air, fire, wind, mm-hmm. land, and those all kind of conspire to make sure that the world is doing what it's supposed to be doing, that mm-hmm. it's preserving itself. If when we mess up the ozone layer, nature responds yes. and does what it has to do. If there's things that we do to nature, nature it, to threaten the earth, it will retaliate mm-hmm. against us, even mm-hmm. the inhabitants, because the earth comes first. 
and then the inhabitants. Yes. So if the earth can take care of itself, then it can take care of the inhabitants. So where I'm going with that is is our own purpose. Mm-hmm. Our own purpose as human beings, I think, first is self-preservation. Mm-hmm. That we have to first be able to take care of ourselves and survive and um, and thrive so that we can then turn around and, and preserve humanity mm-hmm. and push forth humanity. Mm-hmm. Because if we are living in desperate mode, we are living in survival mode, we're not going to care about humanity. In fact, we're going to destroy, you know, we're going to do things against humanity mm-hmm. to protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the, so I think our ultimate purpose, I think it, it's twofold to mm-hmm. take care of ourselves and then to take care of humanity. Yes. So. Yes, I love that analogy. I think it's great. It makes so much sense. It's cohesive, you know, and I think, you know, just kind of to add to what you're saying, I think that we know intuitively what we need to do to preserve ourselves. Mm-hmm. But I think that it is a part of our culture to go against what we what what's, what we're naturally inclined to do. Yeah, we're kind of taught to suppress what is naturally, you know, we know intuitively to do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I love that that analogy because it's like, okay, go back to really your intuitions. Go back to what you innately know is the right thing. We don't necessarily always listen to what our intuitions. You ever been in a situation and you're like, oh man, I knew something told me not yes, to do that. Absolutely. Or, you know, some, I had a feeling I shouldn't go that way. Right. But we're not trained to listen to that. It's yeah. almost like we're the only, I think we're the only animals on earth that, that, <laughs> that will run towards the smoke, you know? Right. So yeah, go to, you know, what's inside, go to your natural being. And I think that the answers are there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think that, you know, if we, if, if our natural being, you know, if other people were following their purpose, they would help to preserve us too, you know? And so the parents that, you know, are, are are highly stressed and that are putting that on their children Mm -hmm. without realizing it are doing a disservice to their children. Mm -hmm. And they're not walking in their purpose, Mm -hmm. not because it's their fault, not because they're doing something like, uh, you know, it's not a blame thing. Mm -hmm. It's more of an awareness thing that is what's going on in my life feeding me and adding to me and therefore also feeding and adding to the people that Around surround me. me. Yes. You know? Yes. And then it becomes viral. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So it could be a viral, it could be viral in a good way or right. it can be viral in a bad way. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, so as soon as something goes wrong, as soon as, you know, somebody experiences abuse as a child, mm-hmm. they are in, they are now in survival, whatever means mm-hmm. I'm going to defend myself against mm-hmm. the people that are against me. And so it no longer could they care less about humanity or the people in their yeah. circle because they are preoccupied with protecting themselves. Mm-hmm. Their survival mode. Yeah. 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 So I just think that's something that we need to think about when we consider our own journeys mm-hmm. and the extent to which, you know, sometimes people are, struggle with finding their purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what my purpose mm-hmm. is. How am I supposed to know? Well, a clue to that is, first of all, are you taking care of yourself? Mm-hmm. Your first purpose is to make sure that you can stay alive mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, and to, to thrive. Because if you don't do that, you can't serve yeah. the other purpose, which is to add to humanity, add to what's going on. There are people who need your spirit of love. There are people who need your gifts and talents. There are people who need to be saved. And so those are, those are the things that you're here for, but you're not going to be able to effectively do that Mm -hmm. if you're not okay. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I'm preaching. I don't know. No, but you're on point. You're right on point. Sometimes we need a little preaching too. 
<laughs> I think you're right on point with yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, because I can get on a soapbox about that. <laughs> but that book, though, Secrets of the Obsessed, is it available? It's uh, you know what? I've done a soft release okay. of Secrets of the Obsessed. Uh-huh. And that's in, um, you know, so um, Milwaukee okay. w- had the opportunity um, because I was there this weekend. But it is not officially released yet. It okay. won't be officially released um, until the spring. Okay. So, okay. yeah. So, so you guys coming. look out for that because yeah. she, she does an excellent job of tying in that analogy of the elements to the, the day-to-day struggles of life and of trying to, to live your dream and accomplish your goals. I, it's, it's, it all comes together so beautifully and yeah. eloquently and it, and it makes sense because you're comparing it to nature and we're all a part of nature. So it's a holistic right. approach to, you know, accomplishing your goals and, and it's, it's great, you guys. So when, when she does release it, make sure you get a copy. Yes, yes. Thank you for that. And yes. we, you know, and this is in spite of the naysayers and the people who have negative things to say. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It's funny. It occurred to me that when it comes to naysayers, we have this thing about wanting to um, see them do bad. Wanting to say, you know what, watch watch them fail while right. I succeed or watch right. me climb up the ladder and, and then they, well, then what they're going to say. Right. And I think that we need to take a different approach to how yeah. <laughs> we deal with our haters and even how we think about our haters because that mind that negative mindset is toxic. It is. When we want to see them it fail. It is. Or when we want to prove them wrong for negative reasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. And it, I mean, you know, and everybody knows that if you're successful in any minor way, you're going to have haters. Yeah. And, you know, how you deal with those haters is imperative. You know, it, it could bring you up. It could bring you down. I mean, because what happens if your haters actually are more successful than you are? What happens if they <laughs> climb the ladder yeah. and they actually pass you and they wave and then yeah. they keep on going? What, what <laughs> now? Because if our whole motivation is to prove our haters wrong yeah. and to do better than our haters, what happens when they surpass you? Does that mean you're less of a person or your purpose was less important than theirs? So what do you think? Do you feel like you should just ignore the haters or... You know, people trolling on your page. Like, how do you deal with that? I think that you should applaud your haters when they are successful. Uh-huh. And I think that you sh- you don't have to do it to them. You don't have to go on their page and uh-huh. applaud them. But, but within yourself. your mentality, yes. You That's have to beautiful. have a mentality of um, a- appreciating their successes okay. and learning from those successes. Um, you know, they may not, even if they went about it in a, in a way that isn't healthy, uh-huh. learn from that. Okay. You know, find a way to, you know, really realize okay that's their way but this is mine and stand Uh firm in who you are but there's no reason to be hateful Mm -hmm. towards somebody who even if they were hateful towards you Mm -hmm. i have a a hater and and that person is doing extremely well and i'm like wow this is amazing right look at what you know this person is doing Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. if you're watching hello (laughs) 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 all right we'll be right back Okay, so this time um, the research is um, looking at love and how love is the key to healing. Mm. I just love the concept, you know. I love love. I love love too. (laughs) (laughs) Love is just a beautiful thing. Um, And so this is an article written by Nirmala Raniga, and she is. um, this is published on um, Deepak Chopra's website, Chopra.com. Oh, okay. So you know it's got to be good. Right. Um, but love <laughs> is the key to healing, according to this article. And, um, and basically what it's saying is that self-love 
is、um, the most important love that we can invite into our lives. So that does serve as a foundation for、mm-hmm. everything else that we do. So if we love and care for ourselves, and this is kind of what I was just saying about. Our purpose. If we love and care of ourself, for ourselves, then we're able to share love with others. So, this just kind of gives us some ways that we can、um, bring more love into our lives.、Mm-hmm. So,、um, and I think there are seven here. So, number、okay. one is to reconnect with your true purpose.、Mm. Um, and so, this is what I was talking about the last hour. Even if you don't know exactly what it is,、mm-hmm. um, if you can at least know that it's about how you take care of yourself. And how that consequently、um, is going to allow you to help other people,、mm-hmm. there is a place to start. Yes. So if you don't know in, what in the world is my purpose, start taking care of yourself. Yes. And that will, it, it, it should、um, create an environment、clear. for that to emerge within yourself. Exactly. What that is. So don't panic if you don't know exactly what、right. it is. You know, just start <laughs> with taking care of yourself and, and the people that are in your world, and, and you'll figure it out. Yes. You'll figure out what that is.、Um, let's see, practice self forgiveness. Um, so, we, and I think I've mentioned this a few times, we have to be forgiving of ourselves. That's huge. We can't be so hard on ourselves.、Mm-hmm. We make mistakes. That's what's supposed to happen. Yeah, and you learn from those mistakes. Anything that happens bad, there's some silver lining there.、Yes. So, spend your energy on digging through and getting the treasure of it and then letting go of all the bad stuff because you're just lugging it around like. You know, a bag of bricks. Right. And, and honestly, the things that you struggle to forgive yourself about、um, is the same kind of judgment you have about other people.、Ooh. So, if those are things that you struggle with, how are you going to help somebody, somebody else, else that has the same s t r u g g l e So true.、Yeah. Wow. That's,、yeah. that's huge.、Yeah. So, self forgiveness, again, begins with self preservation, taking care of self. That's、mm-hmm. going to impact how you、mm-hmm. deal with other people、mm-hmm. in your world.、Um, the next one is practice, and you said this earlier practice positive self talk. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So even if you don't believe it yet, Yeah, just put it out there, say it,、yep. you know, repeat it over and over to yourself like a mantra.、Yep. You know, I am beautiful, I am strong. Like that scene in Girls Trip, remember when she was just like, I'm beautiful. Yes, I'm yes. <laughs> like that was real. I、yes. think it was Ruby that told me that that scene brought her to tears because、yeah. that's so real. Sometimes you really do have to take that moment to affirm yourself. Right. And in that movie, she was the one that was all about motivating other people.、Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, she had her own stuff, which is always. The case.、Mm-hmm. So, you know, we need to stop being surprised when we realize that the guru has their own personal problems. We're all human. Right. Don't idolize people and think that they, you know, that they've got it all. It's okay to admire a person, but just、mm-hmm. know that they're humans. Right. We all have problems. So, you know, the person that you think is perfect might have like a, a, a sixth toe or something、mm-hmm. on their foot. I mean, you just. <laughs> <laughs> It's always something,、It's、you know. Something. Right, right.、Um, <laughs> the next one is to meditate.、Um, the sitting in silence helps us reconnect with our essential nature,、uh, with our spirit. So when we meditate, we quiet the constant stream of thoughts running through our mind and dip into the wellspring of. Pure consciousness and love.、Mm. So, and we don't do that enough. We don't just stop、yeah. and just. just Just quiet everything. Yeah. You know? And it, you, it really takes a conscious effort to do that. It does. I know for me, it's at night when I'm trying to sleep、mm-hmm. and all of the thoughts <laughs> are racing.、Asleep. I'm thinking about it. She's <laughs> like, I know. <laughs> everything is going through my mind, everything I did today, everything I have to do tomorrow. And I have to consciously say to myself, You know, stop thinking about that. Yeah. Let yeah. that go. This is the time to just be quiet and be, you know, at peace and 
So yeah, we need to do that more often. Yeah, and, and for those of you who are following me on Facebook have probably seen posts about me doing my morning walks and, and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that is my meditation time. Mm-hmm. I know um, a friend of mine asked, you know, can you meditate while you're walking and moving? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. In fact, Deepak Chakra, Chakra has ways for you to meditate while you're walking. Oh, if anybody, great. you know, if you Google it, there's a lot of ways to meditate while you're walking. Mm-hmm. So for me, you know, I, I turn on that, that massage type music, mm-hmm. the, the Inya station mm-hmm. on Pandora, and then I just... I walk and sometimes I do have my eyes closed, which is probably, you know, you know for at least <laughs> like five now. steps at a time, you know, just for like a couple of steps. And, you know, I will, I will open my eyes just to make sure I'm OK. Um, but but the, <laughs> the meditation while walking focuses on, um, you know, a lot of different things. But one of which is focus on a part, a place that's ahead of you and just focus on that point. You know, until you get there and then find a new point of focus. Yes. Um, but but yeah, so so there's a lot of ways to meditate and depending on um, the kind of person you are and mm-hmm. what need, some people can get up at four or five in the morning and go into a room mm-hmm. and meditate. I will be asleep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I need be to be a, emotional. A nap for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so and there is a difference between prayer and meditation. Yeah. So, you know, there is a distinction between the two. And I happen to do both while I'm walking. Mm-hmm. So after done with the meditation part, you know, I, I definitely do those two things separately mm-hmm. um in and pray and praise so mm-hmm. there's prayer praise and meditation there you go totally different things but they all kind of you know work together yes um so uh number five is nurture gratitude i love this one yes yes so this is walking around finding ways to be grateful yes yeah because you can't get more unless you're grateful for what you already have yeah and we all have something to be grateful for even if it's just uh, the little things you know and i'm big on that yeah i'm so thankful for so many things especially the people in my life yeah my Mm -hmm. mother my father you know you pam there's so many people my boyfriend that are just instrumental Mm -hmm. in just supporting me and making the environment right for me to blossom you know and so i'm thankful for that and i'm I'm always constantly expressing that right And, and it's important you know because in our in our first world with all our first world problems yes (laughs) we tend to you know uh, minimize the the, the everyday (laughs) blessings that we experience and so just by expressing the gratitude just by being able to say it it changes the composition Mm -hmm. of our brains Mm -hmm. it it changes it from uh, a negative um you know place of anxiety and stress Mm -hmm. and just kind of allows us to just relax Mm -hmm. and and really pay attention and bring in that more positive energy into our lives. Yes. So it's a very intentional act. Even again, if you don't believe it yet, mm-hmm. still you have like, to do it. Express have that an gratitude. attitude of gratitude. Yes, absolutely. That is so. That is another way to bring love into your life. And there's two more. Number one, uh, six is spend time with loved ones. That mm-hmm. seems like an obvious one, mm-hmm. but spend time with loved ones. Um, this enables us to share the love that we are rediscovering in ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, it allows us to practice love. Okay. You, you know, when you practice love, you get better at it. Yeah. So, practice loving the people that are in your life, mm-hmm. um, and then. And the last one is volunteer. Giving our time is yet another avenue to expand our hearts. Um, And and I do that a lot when it comes to... um, you know, people wanting me to come and speak or mentor or work with a group of people who are struggling in a particular area. And, you know, I don't realize how impactful it is until after the experience. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. whoa. And mm-hmm. I'm filled with love. Yeah. Filled with love as a result of the experience. So that's a great feeling. Yeah, that's a great feeling. And a lot of people don't 
either have the opportunity or don't seek it out. But there's so many organizations out there, too, that you could do volunteer work, like Habitat for Humanity oh, yeah. and things of that nature. So definitely, I believe firmly in volunteering. Yeah. Yes. So so love people. Love <laughs> is, is, a, is a very strong healing um, force yes. that, that we should embrace it into is. our lives. So when we come back, um, I see that we have a question from Jay Hurt, and he was back to the hater conversation okay. he's asking can you be a hater and do well holistically we're going to answer that question Ooh. when we come back <laughs> keeping your balance with dr pamela all right. So this week's balance challenge is I want you to eliminate something this week. So we've got all kinds of stuff on our plates that don't need to be there. Mm-hmm. We've got all kinds of distractions that we don't need to have that are pulling us away from what we're supposed to be doing. So if we want to preserve ourselves, yes. then we need to figure out what those things are and focus more, um, you know, deeply on those things that move us forward. Yes. Back. So my challenge for you this week is to eliminate something this week that you don't need. So what is that for you? What is that for you? Is it a a relationship? Mm. (laughs) I know that's a big one, but if it's a relationship... Yeah, and sometimes it's not romantic. I mean, it could be a romantic relationship or it could be a platonic relationship. Absolutely, absolutely. It could, yeah, that is so true. So, you know, what is it that you need to... Uh, oh, we got some comments. We got some comments. So that was the balance challenge. We got to get into these comments. So let's see. So Jay asked before the break um, if... Because I talked about haters. Right. And I was saying that, you know... Um, you know, Daisy was asking, so how do we respond to our haters? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was saying that we respond to them um, when they are succeeding and they're doing well mm-hmm. um, without without jealousy or envy or resentment or hate in our hearts, mm-hmm. but of um, applause or con- like, great, this is right. awesome. But authentically, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes we might just have to say it until we believe it. <laughs> <laughs> but to be able to authentically applaud somebody who is a hater who has stepped on you along the way, who has brought you down, uh-huh. who has been condescending towards you, but they are still succeeding. Mm-hmm. And they may have actually passed you at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what Jay is asking, can you be a hater and do well holistically? You can do well. Mm-hmm. Now, holistically might be another question. That's a, Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. that is Because we were just saying on the break that there are a lot of people who are haters and that's just one category you know there are a lot of people that do some really despicable things and that are successful right absolutely and you know despite that but is it holistic is it holistic probably not no no and and so that might be something um and and but however i will say that somebody is a who's a hater um, they still can be successful holistically mm-hmm. because they may be a hater because they disagree with your philosophy mm-hmm. on how you do things. That doesn't make them a bad person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It doesn't make them an unhealthy person. Right. It just means that they disagree with the way you do things. They express it in a way that you don't like. Right. And you may perceive that as haterism. Well, you know, <laughs> sometimes a hater loves you. 
Yeah. And they're uncomfortable with the fact exactly. that they love you. Right. And that's why they hate you. Or they see themselves, they see you doing what they know with, they can do, but they're not doing it. Right. And so that is just consuming them. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I, you know, I would say that we can't necessarily generalize about our haters. What I will say, though, is as they are climbing up the ladder and, it's, you know, and it is possible for them to pass you, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that gets that that cuts into our morality because yeah. our morality says, nope, somebody does you wrong. Karma's gonna get them, right? Well, if karma doesn't get them in the way you think karma's supposed to get them, yeah, then you know you need to let that go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And sometimes karma is getting them, and you just don't. Get and to you just see don't it. get to see it. Mm-hmm. But it might be that you're not necessarily right too. You know what I'm saying? I mean, just because they're a hater in your mind doesn't mean that's genuinely genuine hate. Yeah. So, all right, we'll be right back. <laughs> All right. Welcome back to the live exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela, and I just got to acknowledge our sponsor, Heavenly Helpers Assistance. Heavenly Helpers Assistance um, are there for you if you need assistance with your family um, um, or your loved ones, yourself or your loved ones. So give them a call. They have uncompromising excellence and commitment to care. Check them out on www.heavenlyhelpersassistance.com for more information. Um, I just point of clarification here. One of our um, viewers is saying Ruby Blow um, is is clarifying that Kevin Spacey is a producer and that he deserves for a show to get canceled. Um, So the whole show is canceled because he's actually a producer of the show and not just an actor. Um, And she's saying it was pedophile behavior um, and he's not denying it. Um, He's just excusing it, saying he was drunk and the kid was 14. So he did put out this apology, in which Mm -hmm. I read and the apology said, you know, I'm really sorry. I was wrong. I did this. And then he said, you know, I was drunk. And, and so some people are interpreting that as that's his excuse. He's mm-hmm. excusing himself because he was drunk. Other people are saying he just overtalked and he just didn't know when to stop. And, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so um, so take it as you will. Um, but, yes, yeah, so that's basically um, what happened. So um, two things that I want to do before we end. I want to make sure that I give you all the rest of the diseases that you can solve by reducing your stress. And I want to um, give Daisy the opportunity to talk about some job opportunities she has yeah. um, with PZ Heads. So um, the, the obesity is one of them. So excess fat in the belly seems to be uh, um, seems to pose greater health risks than fat on the legs or hips. So belly fat, try to do something about that. It causes um, Stress causes higher levels of the hormone cortisol. <laughs> and so stress can reduce that as well. Um, no, reducing stress can reduce that as well. Um, oh. Depression and anxiety, and that seems like a, an obvious um, yes. connection to, to stress. Um, gastrointestinal problems. So here's one thing that stress doesn't do. It doesn't cause ulcers. However, it can make them worse. Stress is also a common factor in a lot of other gastrointestinal problems, such as heartburn um, and irritable bowel syndrome. Oh, I will say, if you guys read Letters to the Brokenhearted, I think I mentioned it in there. I had irritable bowel syndrome the whole time I was married. I didn't even know. What? Like, I didn't. I never pooped. I never. And it went away after you got divorced? It, soon as I left. Wow. My body flowed. I know that's way too much information. But it did. <laughs> I'm telling you, stress is so related to what our bodies do. Alzheimer's disease. Um Accelerated aging. We accelerate our aging when we stress, people. And then last Can't one. Can't have that. Yes. And the last one is pretty grim. Premature death Aww. as a result of stress. These are all things that we can avoid if we reduce stress in our lives. 
powerful stuff, Very you powerful. guys. Powerful stuff. Article on WebMD. I'll post it um, after the show. So tell us about your position that you have at PZ Heads. Okay. Well, first of all, speaking of stress-free environments. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very important. I, yeah. PZ Heads traditionally has always been a really fun environment to work in and to visit as a client. And so um, now that we're opening our new location in Stone Mountain at 4600 Rockbridge Road, in case you want to come check me out, we are actually looking for some great natural stylists to join the PZ Heads team. We're looking for girls that or guys that um, that offer services that are chemical free. So if okay. you are a loctician, if you are a sister lock specialist, if you do sew-ins, if you do crochet braids or goddess braids or anything that is chemical free, we're looking for some really wonderful, friendly people with great personalities to join our team. We have commission positions as well as booth rentals. And we also have a suite rental available. So give me a call or visit my website, peasyheads.com. That's P-E-E-Z-Y-H-E-A-D-Z.com. And then, um, and we can talk. And we'll make sure to post that so you guys can just click on the link as well. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Well, um, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Anytime. Anytime. And you guys, next week is Women, Wine, and Wisdom next Saturday, November 11th. I'm very excited about it. Next week, we have a guest host competition happening. And next week, I hope to have the winner of that guest host competition join us on the show today, on on the show next week. Um, And we will be talking relationships next week. so go to my website, uh, theliveexchangeradio.com, to learn more about that and all of the shows and everything that we'll be doing next week and, and beyond. If you missed a show, theliveexchangeradio.com, and also learn about Women, Wine, and Wisdom. I'm Dr. Pamela, and remember to love yourself to life, dance confidently in the dark, and dream wildly unrealistic dreams. Have an awesome week. Mm-hmm.